Let's give it to Jesus, everybody. Can we do that? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's lift it up. Let's lift it up. In the name of Jesus. You're great, God. You're great, you're great, you're great. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. It's an honor of mine to be here today with this service, and this first home mission service in our summit conferences. Thank you, Brother Erskine, for your vision and uh, the seminar that they had just a couple months ago. I think it was 21 home mission couples that was there, and it was just a great seminar. I had the privilege of being there the last day, my wife and I, and it was just done first class in every way from the church that he pastors in Newport, North Carolina. And so thank you for your vision. Praise God. And thanks to everyone that's here today. What a wonderful crowd here today. And uh, we're thankful for that. Praise God. Bishop Odom, last night was one of the greatest messages I ever heard in my life. Praise God. It was a powerful, powerful message. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I give honor to all the pastors, ministers that are here today. You're my friend. I love you. I'm thankful for the church. Praise God. Thankful. Church means everything to me. I love it. Praise God. Anybody in love with Jesus and his word in the church today? I give honor to my brother. You're on the front row. He's my hero. And great man of God. One of the greatest that's ever lived on planet earth. Praise God. Him and his wife. And I give honor to them. My wife that's over here left the ladies' meeting. To come and get me support. Praise God. So I know I got one amen at least coming here today. Hallelujah. And so we're thankful for each and every one. And for the uh, executive council that uh, has allowed me to be a part of this program today. Praise God. Somebody say hallelujah. 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 Let's open our Bibles while you're standing. And go to 2 Timothy chapter 1. For our scripture reading today, 2 Timothy chapter 1. If you will allow me throughout this message to just share some personal experiences with you of uh, pastoring, starting and pioneering a whole mission work, uh, I'd appreciate that so very much. If I knew your story, I'd tell it too. Praise God. But I know mine pretty well, and so I'll just share some of it with you today throughout this message, if that's okay. Praise God. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 6 and verse 7. Wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thy stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Verse 12, for the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I'm not ashamed for I know whom I have believed. And I'm persuaded that he's able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Or until that day. Hold fast the form of sound words which thou hast heard of me in faith and love which is in Christ Jesus. That good thing which was committed unto thee keep by the Holy Ghost 
which dwelleth in us. Praise God. Can we all lift our hands high towards heaven and give God praise right now for his word? In the name of Jesus, let's lift it up. Let's lift it up. Let's lift it up. Praise God. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. What a mighty God we serve. Anybody excited about the name of Jesus today? Anybody excited about truth today? Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor right now and say, you need. Tell them this. Look at your neighbor and say, you need a stirred up spirit. Look back and say to him again, you need a stirred up spirit. Tell somebody else that on the other side or behind you in front of you. Hallelujah. And you may be seated. If Jesus had a theme in life, it could be summed up in one word. And that word is others. Others. We live in a society today in a generation where it's all about me, myself, and I. And I see even church members and Spirit-filled people, they're all into this selfish generation. Matter of fact, so much that you see them taking pictures over and over of themselves and their friends. They seem to be all wrapped up in their little world, in their little world. While the loss is passing them by. While members are hurting and they pass them by. While the visitors are in the church and they don't even acknowledge that they're even in the place. Praise God. If there ever was a day and a time when we need to get our eyes off of self and get them on our world, it is today. I said it is today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Your world is lost. Your world is diseased. They're dying in their sins. And while we're on Facebook griping, and gossiping about somebody else that's done us wrong, it's time for you to get a stirred up spirit today and become a Holy Ghost, Jesus name, soul winner. Give the Lord praise and worship right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus went home with Zacchaeus and he was misunderstood. Jesus went home with Levi and he was misunderstood. Jesus searched out the man in the temple, passed up the doctors and the lawyers and found a man that had a need, a withered hand, and he touched him. Jesus crossed the sea to get to the man who was devil possessed and needed deliverance. He was dying on the cross when he took out time to reach out to a thief. I've come to tell you today at this conference in Gatlinburg, it's time for the apostolic movement to get their eyes on a world that needs Jesus. Quit your gossiping, quit your criticizing, quit finding fault, quit nitpicking your brother. It's time to have revival. 
It's time to reach out to Jesus comes. Give the Lord praise and worship right now. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let me just go ahead and say it right now. If some of you would spend half as much time about soul winning as you do on the internet, we would have a revival break forth in our churches that would be unbelievable. Hallelujah. Let's give him praise and worship right now. If you are waiting for a perfect situation, you might as well forget it. If you're waiting for the right time, it's now. I said it's now. Hallelujah. One of these days, I'm going to do something for God. What about now? One of these days, I'm going to pray. What about now? One of these days, we're going to have revival. What about now? One of these days, I'm going to be a soul winner. What about now? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Some of us just need a AT&T spirit. Just reach out and touch somebody. Praise God. Hallelujah. We're all wrapped up in our little world. We need to just reach out and touch somebody. And just care that somebody needs Jesus. Hallelujah. What good is it to know the dimensions of the tabernacle of Moses if you can't befriend the lost? What good is it for you to be able to quote this and that of the word of God and show us and impress us with how much you are intelligent if you can't speak to the lost, if you can't touch the lost, if you can't care for a sinner. Hallelujah. We need revival hands today. I said we need revival hands. We got way too many long unemployment lines in our churches. Spiritual welfare recipients come to church. Hallelujah. Get there and get their blessing, their spiritual check, and go home. And where does the line start and get in it for the next service to go to to get you another blessing, get your check, and try to survive to the following Sunday? I'm telling you, if you get your eyes on the world that needs Jesus, you'll, you will have to have this up and down, yo, yo experience with God. You'll have a consistent flow of blessings, miracles, excitement, joy, peace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. And so we need to get out of the survival mode. It's time to get into the fields. Hallelujah. Everything about God's garden that he created was able to produce and reproduce. Nothing was stirred on unproductive. Hallelujah. The Bible says that one soul is worth more than the whole world. Hallelujah. It's all about loving truth and loving souls. Praise God. Now, I had a friend of mine that, uh, that uh, took odds with me several years ago when I made a particular statement. I'm getting ready to make it again. I didn't learn from it. Praise God. Hallelujah. I was talking about souls, evangelism, whatever. And I said, you've got to love people like you do truth. Pastor, a friend of mine 
after the meeting told me, he said, I got a problem with that statement. He said, I think you ought to love truth more than you do people. I said, well, I'm going to tell you something. My Lord died for people. What good is it to have truth if you don't have no people? Praise God. Hallelujah. What good is it for you to have your little group over the corner in your church somewhere and nobody knows you're in town? Nobody knows you exist. Hallelujah. If you've got the truth, set people free. If you've got the truth, let's soul win all the way to heaven. Let's give the Lord praise and worship right now. Hallelujah. Baby seated. Don't tell me how much you love Jesus, how much you love truth, and you got your arms folded, won't reach out. Praise God. I'm not talking about people that's elderly or that's physically unable, but I'm going to tell you, if you're able, you ought to be on the streets every week. You ought to be reaching out every week. You ought to be witnessing to people every week of your life. Somebody say hallelujah. The first recorded words of Jesus Christ at the age of 12. I must be about my father's business. Must be about my father's business. Praise God. The last recorded words was on the cross when he says, it is finished. It is finished. Jesus asked the statement one time. He said, is the children of darkness wiser than the children of light? Praise God. I just kind of feel this away today. If we're going to talk about the day of Pentecost and the power of the book of Acts, it's time to live it. Hallelujah. Now you can call your church a Pentecostal church. You can put out there on the sign any name you want. Praise God. But what's going on in the house is what's going to really make a difference. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen. And I don't need to be, uh, uh, I don't need to be negative and I don't want to be negative, but I'm going to tell you something. I don't know how to have a Baptist church. I don't know how to have a Methodist service. I'm no good at trying to be a priest. But I tell you what, I'm certified, bona fide. A one blood bought. Praise God. It's in my vein. I know what Pentecost is about. Praise God. I've been born to this, raised to this, and I love it. Praise God. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. I was preaching revival years ago in another state. Hallelujah. So guess which one? I love 50. And, uh, and so the church that I was preaching in had been there for a hundred years, hundred years, had a building that seats 750 people and they had 60, 70 in church. And uh, so they're living off of their past of what used to be, what has been. Hallelujah. Somebody said the church used to run four or 500 people. Through the years, many different things happened. So pastor asked me to come preach a revival. He was a friend of mine from another state. Knew him for several years, so I consented to go. I didn't know the situation. He just said, I want you to come. And so I went there and preached. And uh, my dad always taught me, you're a man of your word. 
You say it, you do it. Okay? So I told him I'd come for two weeks. It was the worst two weeks. The deadest two weeks. The slowest two weeks. It was miserable. For the evangelists, it looked like it was doing the same thing to them. And so I preached as hard as I knew. And I preached for two weeks and nothing moved. I mean, it was dry. Oh, Lord, have mercy. It was just, it was, it was pathetic. And so I get to the end of the second week, Brother Parker. It's on a Sunday, Saturday or Sunday. We're out eating with the pastor. He said, Brother, go there. He said, I feel like we need to go one more week. And I thought he was joking. And I kind of looked at him. And man, I say, he's serious. Let's go another week. And I said, are you sure? He said, now, hey. He said, don't blame this on me. He said, I've only been here one year. This church is 100 years old. He said, I feel like something's about to break. I thought, you got more insight than I got. More faith, too. That's exactly right. I don't see nothing moving. So, I, uh, I loved him. He's my friend. Man, I saw a tear in his eye. I said, all right, let's go one more week. Let's go one more week. Went back to the room, told my wife. She said, you got to be kidding. <laughs> Hallelujah. And so, we went the third week. It's on the third night of the third week. I was preaching in the middle of my message. And I heard somebody, whoa! I said, who did that? And there was an old white-haired lady. She remembered some of the years gone by. Something got a hold of her. She was sitting back uh, close to two-thirds of the way back or whatever. She raised her hand. I'm the one. I said, would you do that again just for me? And she did. Whoa! I said, one more time. One more time. She did it again. And about that time, somebody else did. Whoa! Somebody else. Whoa! I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Something started to happen around here. Praise God. All of a sudden, friend, that thing came alive. People started running. Deacon told me they hadn't seen anybody run in 20 years. Hey, let me tell you something, friend. We need revival. I said we need revival. Glory to God. And Brother Elder, by Sunday, 12 people got the Holy Ghost speaking with tongues. You get the fire burning. You get a revival spirit. And they will come. They will come. They will come. Give the Lord praise and worship right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's a curse to always talk about revival and not have it. I'm saying it's a curse to always live on the verge of revival and not experience it. I've heard people testify for five, ten years. I think God's getting ready to do something. I've heard some pastors say, I believe God's getting ready to do something. Well, you told me that five years ago. You told me that 10 years ago. When is it going to happen? Praise God. Hallelujah. It will never happen as long as you're in a comfort zone. It will never happen as long as you're complacent. 
preacher, child of God. It will never happen until you say we're going to take it to the streets. Whether anybody responds this week or not or this month or not. We're going to keep reaching. We're going to keep reaching. We're going to keep reaching. And we're going to keep the fire burning on the altar. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me see seated. I really, I've been raised this all my life. It's all I know. Got the Holy Ghost, got baptized when I was eight years, eight years old. I just had my 50th anniversary of the new birth experience. Praise God. It's all I know. I never left the church. I stayed with it all the way. When you got the best, no need to go to anything else. Praise God. And so, this is it. This is it. But I believe tonight, today, that there are preachers and there are church members that ought to be indicted. They ought to be in court before judges, facing time behind bars for criminal negligence, withholding valuable information. That's wrong. That's criminal. That's dangerous. That's not right. That's wrong. Quit patting yourself on the back that you've got the truth. If you're not sharing it, if you're not preaching it, if you're not teaching it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I got the truth. Yes. Tell somebody. God's filled me with the Holy Ghost. Tell somebody. I got baptized in Jesus' name. Tell somebody. God did a miracle for me. Tell somebody. Hallelujah. I don't think there's a greater sin than to occupy a place that you cannot feel. Hold back a town from hearing truth. Be in the town for years. Nobody knows you're in existence. Holding up the whole town. Holding up the whole town. Well, if they want it, they'll come to us. That's not how it works, ladies and gentlemen. The Bible says the fields are white, ready for harvest. How do you, somebody's got to take it to the field. Oh, well, we got it. Yeah, you're going to keep it to it. Nobody's going to know it. You better get out of your walls. You better get out of your comfort zone. You better get out of your, your, your padded chairs and pews and get out there where the pain is and where the hurt is. Somebody say amen. amen. Hallelujah. 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 And God good to us. Praise God. Praise God. Glory. We serve a mighty God. Serve a mighty God. I'm for starting churches. If God calls you. And if God sends you. If mama does it. Daddy does it. I probably got a problem with it. Hallelujah. Some group does it. Or uh, you know whatever. I got a problem with it. I still believe God calls preachers. I still believe God sends preachers. Somebody say Amen. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes though, even as young ministers, we've all went through this. Well, I will never be fulfilled nor satisfied until I have that name on an office door somewhere that says pastor. You know? And, uh, and, and, and so we, we feel like we can never arrive until, you know, we have that name pastor. Well, there's some people... It's got the name pastor on them that wish they didn't have it. 
and they don't need it. And they're not doing nothing. They might as well take it off. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, it's kind of amazing that a guy can be in a local church, be involved in youth ministry 40, 50, 60, 70, be involved in Sunday school, Brother Spell, busted in hundreds, whatever, but he'd rather go sit somewhere with five people because he'd have the name pastor across the door. Hallelujah. I'm not against low numbers. I started with zero. I understand what zero means. I know what it is to have five and 10 and 15 and 20. I know what it is for people to walk out and walk out and walk out. But others were coming in while some was walking out. Hallelujah. But if God calls you, he equips you. If God calls you, he will send you. And it's time to do a job. It's time to do a work. It's time to reach the lost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen. Praise God. Praise God. It's time to quit burn our spiritual vision. As we heard last night with television. Hallelujah. Some people are leaving the gospel nets for the internet ministry. Hallelujah. They can reach a whole lot of people blogging this and blogging that. Praise God, Pastor Church, been there for 25 years with 15 people. But oh, I'm reaching hundreds on the internet. You ain't reaching nothing. My, my, my. Praise God. Hallelujah. And I, I, I know there's things that, that, that's permissible and I know there's things that we can do. I'm not saying that, but I'm going to tell you something, friend. You got to keep it in the streets. Praise God. I said you got to keep it in the streets. It's time to leave the banquet tables and get to the battlefield. Praise God. This time demands our best. This is a showdown for apostolic truth and a showdown for apostolic strength. And the greatest gift to any community is a truth preaching church. The greatest gift to any area is a truth preaching person. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. Somebody today needs to hear the Macedonian cry. Hallelujah. Praise God. I believe there's some cities that's calling for those who are called and sent. Hallelujah. Several years ago, I was district superintendent of a fellowship. And uh, for several years. And I used to get these, this mail sometimes, Brother Smith. I didn't know the name of the outside. I'd open it up. And it'd be some preacher that I didn't know. And he'd say, Dear brother, go there. I'm just sending you my resume. Wonder if you got any good churches in your state open. But you're asking the wrong man that question. Because in North Carolina, we've always believed in digging them out. Starting zero, nothing. Praise God. Not trying to get some saints out of somebody else's church because ain't no church got saints. Praise God. Hallelujah. And so you start with zero and dig it out. And so that just kind of hits me wrong, you know, when guys do that. Then I'd be at a meeting two or three weeks later, meet another superintendent friend of mine or whatever, and I'd hear them talking about they got the same letter. 
This superintendent is on the West Coast. I'm on the East Coast. Or somebody else from Canada said they got one too. You know what that tells me? That guy don't know what the will of God is if it landed on his nose. He just sent out a resume and see who will give him an offer that sounds kind of good to the flesh. That will kind of give him an opportunity for his burning ministry that he has. Praise God. I still believe that God calls you and God sends you. And it doesn't matter. Praise God. You don't have to have hierarchy approval or whatever. If God calls you, if God sends you, get on site and let's do the job and let's don't look back. And let's have revival. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Maybe seated. I just saw Pastor Lark Lewis over here. Stand, Brother Lewis. Stand. Praise God. Maybe seated. Me and him started in North Carolina about a month apart. He went to High Point and I went to Burlington. We're about 30 miles apart. Praise God. We was both raised in Missouri and evangelized about the same amount of time. Pastored in uh, some of our home churches back there and before filling a burden home missions. And we was at some meeting talking. And, uh, and uh, we started sharing with each other. And he said, man, he said, I'm getting ready to go to High Point, North Carolina, start a church. I said, is that right? I said, we'll get ready to go to Burlington. Praise God. We landed on site about a month apart. Hallelujah. You know, it just takes a while to have revival, don't it, Brother Lewis? Praise God. And so, you just got to stay with it. It's been 30 years now. He's got a revival growing church. Praise God. I'm going to tell you something, friend. You just got to get there and say, God has called me. God's anointed me. God has sent me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. It's revival time. I said it's revival time. A desperate world needs a spirit-filled church. A desperate world needs an anointed, Holy Ghost-filled preacher. Praise God to accept the challenge and wake out of our complacency. Hallelujah to the call of duty. Praise God. Some people and some preachers, I preach, I used to preach for them. They'd say, I'm so busy. Yeah, you're busy playing golf. You're busy fishing. You're busy hunting. You need to get out of the woods and get on the streets. Get off of the, get off of the third. Praise God. I'm not against fishing or hunting. Hallelujah. But I'm going to tell you something. Some people, they spend a lot more hours there than they do teaching Bible studies. They spend a lot more time there than running the streets with vans and buses. Somebody say amen. Maybe seated. Hallelujah. When I was evangelist, another preacher that I looked up to and expected, respected, and he was, a, he was considered one of the top across America. We was just talking one day in a restaurant. He said, Kenny, he said, I'm going to settle down before long. And I said, what, what, what are you going to do? He said, I'm looking for a church. He said, it's got about 50 or 60 people in it that can take care of me. I thought he was joking. I looked at him. He was serious. And he said, you know, that way I just go in there and just kind of flow with what's going on. And he said, that gives me plenty of time to do other stuff too that I want to do. 
Hallelujah. Well, needless to say, that guy is not preaching truth anymore. Let me tell you something, friend. You don't go looking for those kind of opportunities. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. I remember the year I decided my wife and I had to go to Burlington to pioneer work. I had a call from another state of a church that ran 500 people. The year before, they gave their pastor 200,000 plus perks. And gave me an opportunity to come and test it out. Fill it out. I said, thank you for calling me, but I'm getting ready to go start a whole mission church. Praise God. If God calls you, that's all that matters. The rest of it will take care of itself. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen. They wanted me to know how well they took care of their previous pastor. I said, that's good. But you know what? I'm going to start with zero. I'm starting with nothing. But God that calls me and God that sends me, he will meet the needs. Give the Lord praise and worship right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's time to love souls. It's time to love souls all the way. All the way. Hallelujah. Praise God. Brother Johnny Goddard, they used to sing that old course in Dad's church. Oh, Calvary. Calvary. Will you please speak to me? Tell me how much I owe. I want to repay. Then a voice rings back from the hills of old Judea. Tell the lost. Tell the loss. 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 I got several church members here today. Thank you for coming. I've been pastoring 30 years. We built the church on home Bible studies. We built the church on door knocking. We built the church off of the, the false doctrine churches of our community. Praise God. We was in a little storefront, 20 foot wide, 40 foot long. Had about 15, 20 people coming. Two churches in our town that was so-called Trinitarian Pentecostal that uh, heard about us being in town, passed out pamphlets to their members. Don't go to that little church downtown. It's a cult church. It's a Jesus-only church. Hallelujah. They gave me free publicity. But it took years to reach some of those people. Praise God. And one Sunday service is starting and three families of that one church walks in. Praise God. I baptized every one of them in Jesus' name. Taught them all home Bible study. Let me tell you something, friend. Truth will take care of itself. I said truth will take care of itself. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let me see. I had a preacher friend call me just a few weeks ago. He's my friend. He may even be here today. I don't know. And uh, got a home mission church. It's been there a few years. He hears another group is coming in two miles from him. Apostolic Pentecostal group. Starting another church. Right close to him. And uh, I said, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. God calls you. That's all that matters. I said, give them no attention. Give them no focus. Don't even recognize they're in town. Leave them alone. 
Praise God. You just keep on knocking doors. You just keep on reaching the lost. Praise God. Keep your focus. Don't let these people get you off focus. Don't, don't be intimidated by anybody's thing else. Hey, if God called you, just keep on doing what God has called you to do. Give the Lord praise and worship right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's no substitute for victory. There's no substitute for Holy Ghost Church. There's no substitute for Jesus' name, heaven sent, devil chasing revival. Praise God. Could it be the reason why the world, so many, is going to hellfire? Is because the church has lost Holy Ghost fire. Hallelujah. And you sing that song all the time. It's a Holy Ghost of fire. It's keeping me alive. Yeah, I still like it. 2014, still like it. Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. But some people, you know, all they got is smoke. They don't have no fire. He said he's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire, not smoke. When you got a, when you got a preacher in the pulpit that represents a polar bear, you're going to have icicles on the shears of the pews. It's time to get fired up, preacher. It's time to get stirred up, preacher. It's time to become a soul winner, preacher. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Epistolic preaching is God's air force, if you please. Bombing the way in. Clearing the path. Hallelujah. For the truth to prevail. Taking territory that the devil has stolen and sometimes has took from us. We're going to get it back in the name of Jesus. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. Praise God. Did I see Mike Hester back there somewhere? Stand up, Brother Mike. 21 years ago, he walks in our church, earrings, beard. Can you believe that? Praise God. Smoking his dope, everything else. But somebody working with him just got baptized. It's got the Holy Ghost. That's how it works, folks. And they witnessed to him. Praise God. They taught him a home Bible study. 21 years later, here he is at the Summit Conference. Praise God. That's how it works. That's how it works. Hallelujah. Did I see Mike Bristol back there? Raise your hand high. Brother Mike Bristol. He was our first teenager 30 years ago. Now he's got two teenagers sitting back up with him. He's married. Got two teenagers of his own. He was the first one. He came out of another denomination that was bigger. Got a lot more youth. Got a lot more things going on. He looks at me one day at a church. We in that little storefront. He said, Pastor, do you think we're ever going to get any youth in this church? I said, yes. And you're the key. You're the key. Praise God. I said, you stay faithful, committed to it, and there's going to be two, and then there's going to be three, and then there's going to be four, and they're going to, hey, it's just about a year later. After that, maybe a few months longer, we was having Sunday night church. People started kicking the chairs over, shouting, praise God. And Brother Mike took off running around that little building. And when he came by, I said, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Youth that was behind him then, praise God. And after he went around about the second time, he gives me a high five. He said, it's working, Pastor. It's working. It's working, Pastor. It's working. Come on. You can do it. Come on. The time is now. 
Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. You be seated. I'm not bragging. I'm just giving the Lord praise. Praise God. But now we can have a youth meeting, have 60, 70 youth or whatever there, teenagers. Praise God. But it all started with one. One faithful, committed, staying faithful to it. Wife now, teenagers in the church. Praise God. That's how it works. Hallelujah. They, uh, our church just celebrated a couple months ago, our 30th pastoral anniversary, 40 years in the ministry, 50 years, new birth, 30, 40, 50 is kind of a deal. And, uh, turned out great, but, but, uh, they, they did some things and had some, uh, testimonies of different people that, uh, just intermingled throughout the services that weekend and, uh, pretty touching, pretty touching. Some of them, how the Lord turned their life around and, uh, one lady on that, one of those CD clips or, or DVD clips, media, whatever it was. I don't know. About it. It's just a clip or something. Praise God. But uh, and she, she was giving her testimony. And she said, I came to this church oh, probably about 15 years ago or whatever. And, uh, and she said, I heard Pastor go there say one time when he's preaching that when he came to this town, first thing he did, he went to the graveyards. Apologize to the dead. And I remember just like it happened yesterday. And I looked at those tombstones. And I said, I'm sorry. We didn't get here in time for you. I'm sorry truth never reached you. But I knelt down by the spell. And I said, but I'll make a pledge to you this day. That from this day forward. I'm going after your mama. I'm going after your daddy. I'm going after your brother. I'm going after your sister. I'm going after your family and friends. Praise God. Hallelujah. And that pledge lives on today. <laughs> but she said, she said, when you said that, she said, I just want this anniversary weekend to know that now my children's been baptized in Jesus' name. My grandchildren's getting baptized in Jesus' name. That's how it works, folks. That's how it works. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. I was at a conference. I saw Brother Uzzle back there. Brother Billy Uzzle. I was at his conference a few weeks ago preaching his camp. Lady walks up to me. I didn't even recognize her. Used to pastor her about 35 years ago in the state of Missouri. She said, I'm so-and-so. I said, oh, remember the name? She said, you taught my mom and dad a home Bible study. And she said, now, she said, not only did they make it, but I'm making it. My kids are making it. She said, now I got grandkids that's making it. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, somebody say amen. Another guy walks up to me at the same conference. He said, you baptized my dad years ago. He said, uh, he said, now I'm in it. Children are in it. Hey, that's how it works, folks. I said, that's how it works. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. My father pastored a great church. And I took his church. And, uh, but my dad wasn't into, he was in a lot of outreach efforts, but he wasn't in the home Bible studies that much, personally. And uh, so we started teaching the first Bible studies, home Bible studies, in that church. A good church, ran 200 people, little farm town. Good church. And, uh, and those people that I just mentioned is off of those Bible studies. 
35 years ago. And the word is still alive. The flame is still alive. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. I challenge every pastor in this building today, teach a home Bible study. You say, I have. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Praise God. I've knocked on doors. Do it again. Hallelujah. I'm just telling you last week we had over 700 people in our church. I'm only saying that for this reason. I'm only saying it for this reason. But last Saturday, and this is not unusual, saints of my church know this, if I'm in town, I will be knocking doors. I will be knocking doors. Praise God. And last Saturday, me and my wife and grandson, we went out, we went into about three different counties, knocking on doors, visiting people, talking to people. Hallelujah. In our area that our church is reaching out to, let me tell you something, friend. You better never lose the burden. You better never lose the vision. You got to keep on keeping on. Don't find you a comfort zone. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. God is good. Hallelujah. 1991, we started Spanish ministry in our church. And at that time, there wasn't very many Spanish people in North Carolina. They just started coming in in the early 90s. And uh, now there's over a million in our state. But uh, So we started the first apostolic uh, Spanish church in 91. There's quite a few now across the state. Thank the Lord for all of them. But uh, uh, started with one lady that came. When she came that day, of course, looking like the world and uh, in every way. And, uh, but last, over the weekend when I was preaching there, she's still there. Hallelujah. Got in 91. She's still there. And, uh, but here's the, here's the thing about it. You know, I looked at a Spanish guy in our church. This is what I said, Brother Smith. I looked at a Spanish guy. I said, we got a problem. Me and you got a problem. And he said, what's that? I said, I got the burden. You got the language. I said, you need to catch my burden. I said, you get my burden. I said, we're going to reach the Spanish population that's coming into to Burlington and this county. Praise God. This past Sunday, in Sunday school, we had 350 in the Spanish church. <laughs> Hallelujah. My point is this. It works. It works. It works. It works. Somebody say hallelujah. I see some couple, two or three Spanish members here today from our church. Let me tell you something, friend. I can't speak their language. They know I can't speak it. My wife does some, but they know I love them. They know I got a burden for them. Praise God. And they call me Pastor Bishop. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. It works. It works. It works. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Our first convert was from Thailand. Buddhist worshiper. First three weeks that our, we started church, two or three weeks, she came. Been there ever since. She's there every week. She, she was on outreach with, with us Saturday. Praise God. And she's been doing that for 30 years. Hallelujah. And all she knew was Buddha. And somebody invited her. Eli, she came, felt something. Praise God. Taught her and her husband about five kids of Bible study, my wife and I. And uh, Brother Wilson, she, she's still there. Husband's still there. Hallelujah. And so that's how it works. 
when she went home that day to her house, her husband, who was American and was not a Buddhist worshiper, he said she had idols of Buddha in every room. Every room. He said every time she cooked a meal, the bucket, she'd put an idol of Buddha on the table. And the first plate, the first plate was for Buddha. And she'd fill it up with food, stack it high, and set it down before Buddha and do whatever honor she does to the statue. Statues can't eat. But that was her honoring her God. Always gets the first. Always gets the first. And so when she got baptized, got the Holy Ghost, her husband said, I heard her going around the house. And so I looked, she had a big old trash bag. Big old trash bag. And she was going from room to room getting the idols. And she was stacking them in the bag. She was stacking them in the bag. And he said, when she got through stacking them, I said, what are you going to do? She said, you just watch. She went outside. And she did, in Jesus' name. And she busted every one of them. Praise God. Let me tell you something, friend. That's what home missions is all about. That's what soul winning is all about. Let's everybody stand, lift our hands, give the Lord praise and worship right now. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. While we're all standing, hell's greatest enemy. And heaven's best friend is described in Matthew 16. On this rock I'll build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Hell's greatest enemy, heaven's best friend. No need to get fired up, folks, to fizzle out. Praise God. Let me tell you something else, preacher. Say to God, he pays by the job, not by the hour. Hallelujah. You got to finish the job. You got to complete the job that he's called you to do, sent you to do, anointed you to do. And when you get this burden, I won't tell you, when you get this burden that I'm feeling today and get it in your guts and get it operating in your mind, in your spirit, in your attitude. I mean, see, son, we, we got preachers that's got truth, but they need a Christ-like spirit and attitude. Hallelujah. Some preachers think an attitude is just having a bad attitude. Praise God. We need a Christ-like spirit and attitude of reach of the lost. Praise God. Reaching out. Hallelujah. And when you get this spirit, you become a tailor-made devil chaser. Praise God. Hallelujah. That's what we need to do. We need, it's time to put the devil on the run. Growing grow churches, soul-winning churches, they check the height of the devil. Praise God. The devil's mad and I'm glad. And I don't want to please him. Praise God. I'm excited about it. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hey, hey, the noise of the world and the noise of the wicked, it's not our problem. It's the silence of the righteous that's our problem. It's the silence of the church that is our problem. Somebody say amen. It's not four months and then the harvest. Lift up your eyes now. It's harvest time. Hallelujah. The hope of the church, the hope of your city is the faith of the church. Praise God. It's time to reach as never before. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hey, hey, son of man, can these bones live? 
Can these bones live? Oh, thou knowest. Praise God. Hallelujah. I believe these bones can live. I believe your city can come alive in Jesus' name. Hey, again, I'm sorry. I've been around this all my life. I'm tired of excuses. I'm tired of excuses. I'm tired of preachers making excuses. I'm tired of saints making excuses. This is it. Get it in your brain. This is it. Hallelujah. Y'all going to? Where will we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. Hallelujah. Get your eyes off of this world. Get your eyes off of other things and failures and past mistakes. And say, I can do all things through Christ. Which strengtheneth me. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. Praise God. And I'm closing with this. But better than raising the dead. Hallelujah. Is to cry out. And shed tears for the living. I said shed some tears for the living. Praise God. Lady walks up to a pastor friend of mine. And she said. Pastor pray for my son. He's lost. She did this about the third time. Over a period of a few weeks. Months. Third time. Dear Saint of God walks up to him and says, pray for my son. He's lost. He said, you don't believe that. And she looked at her pastor and said, what do you mean? I know he's lost. I know he's lost. He's going to hell the way he lives. He said, no, you don't really believe that. She said, why do you say that, pastor? He said, because you've told me three times. Every time your eyes were dry. Your eyes were dry. You need to get a tear in that eye. You need to get a burden. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Yeah, some people just want the miracles, but I'm going to tell you, better than raising the dead is to revive the living. You can't do nothing about the dead. They, they're gone. But you know what? If we shed some tears right now, we could change the living. I said we could change the living. We can make a difference in our city, in our church, in our community, in our world. Somebody say hallelujah. Let's praise him right now. Let's give the Lord praise. I, hey, I believe there's some preachers ready to start churches. I believe there's some preachers that are ready to get a fresh burden, fresh vision. I believe there's some saints of God that's ready to get behind the vision of the pulpit. Glory to God. You know what I'd like to see? Come on, friend. Forget the clock right now. We're never going to have what we need to have. We're worried about time. Praise God. We're worried about dinner. We're worried about whatever. It's urgent time we're living in. It's desperate times we're living in. We got to get out of our comfort zone. The dinner will wait. Your friendship will wait down the hall. We need a stirred up spirit. All over this building. Come on. Let's come. Let's come. Let's fill it up. The front. Let's fill it up. Let's fill up the front.